0: if you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby lead weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com and happy Mother's Day to you.
1: A family history of food allergy and to expand that a bit further, a family history of uh, the atopic diseases increases the risk other family members will have
0: Hey guys, welcome back. Today I'm being joined on the podcast by Dr. Ron Sunog, who some of you are probably getting to know pretty well by now. Dr. Sunog is a pediatrician with a special interest in helping parents use food to prevent food allergies with their babies. And Dr. Sunog and I have a brand new digital program we just launched together. It's called Eat the Eight, and it's all about how to get your baby to eat the big eight allergenic foods plus sesame, because those are the nine foods that account for about 90% of food allergy. And the research shows us that early introduction of these allergenic foods early and often may help prevent food allergy, but parents are starting to think that they can't do this. They're getting pressured into buying these gimmicky, expensive supplement and powder mix-in programs intended to introduce allergenic foods. But Dr. Sunag and I, were food first advocates. We want to see you guys using food to prevent food allergy because if you look at the research, that links food allergy prevention to early introduction of foods, uh, it's done with food and not on babies who are taking supplements. And babies who are six months of age, plus showing the other signs of readiness to feed can certainly eat the big eight allergenic foods safely. So in today's episode, Dr. Sunog and I are gonna be answering your questions about food allergy. There are some great ones that you guys sent in. Thank you so much for that. If you like this Q&A style, Dr. Sunog and I also have a live component to our Eat the Eight program where we answer your individual questions each week inside of our private group setting. So if you want to check out the Eat the Eight course, it has all of the information on how to safely select, prepare, and offer your baby those big eight allergenic foods plus sesame. And there's tons of recipes in there too for the different ages and stages of feeding. So no matter where you are, you can push your baby's palate and do these allergenic foods with food. Check it out at foodallergyclass.com enrollment in the program. is only open for a short period of time. We're actually going to be shutting the doors down soon in order to turn our attention to the great group of parents and caregivers who are already on board with using food to prevent food allergy. So again, go to foodallergyclass.com to check out the Eat the Eight program. And with no further ado, I want to introduce Dr. Sunog, who along with myself are going to be answering a few of your burning food allergy questions.
1: I have a lot of food allergies. Does that mean my baby will inherit those food allergies or will she be predisposed to them? So definitely predisposed. A family history of food allergy and to expand that a bit further, a family history of uh, the atopic diseases increases the risk other family members will have the atopic diseases. Again, that's atopic uh, eczema, food allergy, rhinitis, um, runny nose, and asthma. But it doesn't mean that they will have food allergies, just an increased risk. Hi, Katie. Uh, My daughter is eight and a half months old. She's allergic to nuts and eggs. Uh, We have been told by the doctor to stop giving her any allergic foods for now and just wait for six months and then we can try to give her like baked products. So I was just wondering how soon we can start with the egg ladder or how soon we can overcome this allergy. Thank you. Okay. So there's sort of two questions there. You have to stay away from the foods that you know she's allergic to. Stay away from the egg, stay away from the peanut. As far as other foods, don't stay away at all for any amount of time. You may feed them now. As far as an egg ladder, that's more complicated. That should be done with the guidance of an allergist. So I can't answer that specifically, but the other foods, feed them now.
0: Hi, my little guy is six months old. So we're just about to start solids. And he has a severe allergy to whey, but it's on his skin to the point where, like, my husband and I were having protein shakes, giving him a kiss, and he was breaking out all over his face with red hives. So I'm kind of concerned about introducing milk, just wondering about the best way to go about that. Thanks.
1: So if these are hives and if you're sure of that, uh, then this is very likely cow's milk allergy. And so there's no way to go about this. You want to stay away from cow's milk. If you're not positive what the rash is, you just want confirmation, get a picture of that rash if you can. Talk to your pediatrician or allergist, get testing for cow's milk. But it sure sounds like it is cow's milk allergy. You stay away. There's no reintroducing, except maybe down the line, some number of you know years later, possibly testing, possibly an oral food challenge.
0: If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get
1: 10% off your first
0: month. Can you talk a little bit about testing when you say get testing? What does that entail?
1: So there are two common kinds of tests, a blood test and a skin prick test. What they're looking for is evidence that the uh, individual is being tested, that their immune system is sensitized to the food. But sensitization does not equal allergy. It's only a piece of evidence that in the context of a total picture, meaning a good history, results in a diagnosis of allergy to the food. So those are the two common kinds of tests. The important thing, many infants, children, people, grown-ups, will test positive to foods they are absolutely not allergic to. So out of context, these tests are not worth very much. Don't do them out of context. Hi, my daughter is seven months old and already three weeks into BLW. Recently, we have discovered she has atopic eczema and my pediatrician suspects caramel protein allergy. Hence, I've been told to stop all dairy since I'm exclusively breastfeeding. In India, they don't encourage BLW, so I'm wondering how to introduce the 8 allergens to her since I'm also not consuming any dairy. It'll be great if you reply. Thank you. So we need, you know, some more information here. So I can speak a little more in generalizations. The chance that a rash that is eczema is caused by a food is very, very low. The chance that it's atopic eczema, which is, you know, eczema that The baby already has, apart from any food reaction that is made worse by eating certain foods, is not at all low. So it could very well be that cow's milk allergy exacerbates your baby's eczema, simply makes it worse. What's the response to that? Treat the eczema as vigorously as you can, get that skin as healthy as you can, and continue to feed milk. Now, because I don't have some details here, I can't tell you to absolutely give milk. Maybe your baby needs a test for milk. But you really need that rash seen and diagnosed, you know, very accurately.
0: After a recommendation from our pediatrician, we tried introducing Greek yogurt to our nine-month-old and he had an immediate reaction to it. He ended up getting a face rash, a welt on his face, and he was vomiting for about six hours after having some other foods and some formula. So we haven't given him any dairy since then. And we're just not sure if we should go ahead and try introducing dairy again, or if we just rule dairy out for him. He has been on a hypoallergenic formula since one month old. So he's definitely got some sort of a a milk protein issue, but we're not really sure how to proceed with dairy.
1: Based on the description of the reaction, that certainly sounds like cow's milk allergy, the simple answer is you do not proceed with dairy. Stay away from it. I'm curious about what the reaction was at one month of age that led to the hypoallergenic formula. And I don't know if at that point it was allergy or just milk protein intolerance of some sort. But at this point, that reaction sounds like allergy. I certainly recommend testing specifically for milk. And as far as the other foods, go ahead and feed them. Hi, Dr. Sinag and Katie. Uh, I'm a father that has a seven month old, uh, and I'm allergic to peanuts. I'm scared that he might be too. I was just wondering if I wanted to introduce him to peanuts, uh, can I use peanut butter? I've heard that's not a really good idea. Any recommendations would help. I just want to make sure that uh, I keep him safe. Thanks. So, because of your peanut allergy, your child certainly has a slightly higher than baseline risk of developing peanut allergy, but it is so slightly higher that you don't have to stay away from peanut. And in fact, you want to introduce peanut early to reduce his risk of developing peanut allergy how do you do that you can do that in any of the ways that are you know non choking safe for infants meaning water down peanut butter peanut flour and peanut puffs and of course remember yourself keep yourself safe don't get an allergic reaction to peanut while you're you know helping your infant out
0: exactly if there's someone else that can help you you know peanut butter can be made safe but we always want to make sure we're choosing smooth not crunchy peanut butter Always look for unsalted and also make sure it doesn't have any sugar in it. There are some safer ways to do it. We definitely don't do thick globs of peanut butter for early eaters. And you mentioned peanut flour. I get a lot of parents asking questions about these different peanut powders. Some of the brands that are out there are really marketed as diet foods for adults. So they have defatted peanut powder. One of the best things about peanut butter is that it's a great source of fat for babies once they get pretty decent at swallowing it. But when you take all the fat out of it, it becomes very, very dry. That equates to moisture and moisture helps reduce choking risk. So while we don't do the sticky globs of nut butter early on, the peanut powders, sometimes the protein powders that are out there as they're marketed, they either have added sugar in them. We don't give anything to babies with added sugar in it until after two years of age, or they'll have artificial sweeteners in it. Sometimes they add these artificial sweeteners or they'll have sugar alcohols, which even in small quantities can be quite difficult on a baby's gut. So I would just encourage you not to mess around with any of those fake foods and go for real foods like peanut butter if it's thinned out and made safe or peanut butter puffs, or if you're baking something that has no sugar and very minimal amounts of salt, then using peanut flour, but stay away from some of those diet products that are marketed to parents. Hi, my name is Amber and my daughter is 11 months old. And my question is specifically about peanut oil. And if a child has a reaction to peanut butter Will they also likely have a reaction to foods that have peanut oil in them or foods that have been fried in peanut oil? Thanks.
1: Yeah. So the difficult word in there is likely. It is certainly possible. So if the oil is extremely well refined and has no peanut protein in it, it should be safe. But I think that's a difficult thing to uh, depend upon. So I would stay away from anything cooked in peanut oil. Besides baby lead weaning, what other type of podcasts do you like to listen
0: to? Well, if you're into true crime and you also dig traveling, I want to tell you about a new podcast you are going to love. The new podcast is called Slaycation and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that all take place on vacation. So the show is hosted by a true crime fanatic and her comedy writer husband, and he has a TV producing partner. So Slaycation brings a totally unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, what-the-heck stories of vacations gone horribly wrong, from the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, who's Romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff. To Angelica and Vincent, their two recently engaged lovebirds, whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended up underwater. Every episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder. But it's not just the stories that will intrigue you. I think you're gonna love the discussion between the longtime married couple and the business partners. They also happen to be an Emmy-nominated TV producers. Every episode of Slaycation also includes humor and takeaway and travel tips that are going to keep your next family vacation from becoming your last. So if you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you have to also look at how that peanut oil was actually processed and prepared. You always should check with your pediatric provider if there is a peanut allergy. There are certain types of peanut oil that can be tolerated. Then there's other ones, some of the cold-pressed ones or the the extruded ones, what's sometimes referred to as these gourmet oils. They may not be safe for babies. So you do just want to read your labels.
1: Hi, Katie. When offering a potentially allergenic food to a baby for the first time, how much should you offer them? Like one serving size, um, a couple tablespoons? Just curious about how much you should offer them.
0: Great question, Lauren. I know it can be confusing. You hear those recommendations to introduce these foods early and often, and parents are like, what does that mean? Dr. Sunag always reminds us that this information, it is kind of a gray area. It's also like, it's pretty confusing for parents, but the answer is we really don't know how much. So anytime you see something that says you need two ounces of a legume or a three quarters of a cup of this, it's all arbitrary and made up. We don't know exactly what constitutes a serving size. Dr. Sunog, maybe you could speak about the LEAP trial and what the serving sizes that they used were there because parents sometimes ask if they should do that as well.
1: Yeah, so in the LEAP trial, uh, infants were fed two grams of peanut food, two grams of the protein component three times a week. Because that's what was studied, uh, that's used as kind of a benchmark, but it's not a definite known standard that absolutely has to be followed. And we certainly can't say that about the other allergenic foods. Um, The other thing I would add is, If you're talking about, you know, the first time you try it, you have to use a tiny amount. I would put it this way. You don't have to do that. But if it makes you feel safer, that you're just going to give a tiny dab or bit of of whatever the allergenic food you're trying is, sure, do a very small amount, wait 10 minutes, see if there's a reaction and go from there. You don't have to do that. But what's the harm if it makes you more comfortable?
0: And is there a dose-dependent response going on with the size of the portion that you would introduce? If your baby's going to be allergic, are they going to have a bigger reaction if you introduce more of this food?
1: The simple answer is no. There is certainly the potential for having a response or not having a response, a food allergy reaction based on how much an infant eats, but it doesn't, you know, once the reaction is happening, it's uh, going to be whatever it's going to be, and it, it won't matter how much of the food you've given.
0: So my baby is allergic to milk protein or dairy. He's currently six months right now. Um, Once we start, or we have started doing solids, how do we introduce dairy back into his diet? And can we slowly reintroduce any frozen milk that um, was pumped during a time when I was still eating dairy?
1: So what you have to really be clear on here is, is your baby really allergic? If they're really allergic, that means if they've had an actual Food allergy reaction meaning hives or any of the other real allergic reactions, and not some skin irritation for whatever reason, then you are not going to reintroduce dairy. And you know, did they get tested? Did uh, you discuss this with uh, a pediatric provider or allergist to be sure that you're really dealing with uh, milk allergy? If you are, you are not reintroducing that. You're staying away. Probably you have an EpiPen or need one, and you can introduce all the other foods. That would be fine. If you uh, are not talking about a real food allergy reaction, then you don't have to stay away at all. So the real key here is what was the actual specific reaction?
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with some Q&A about food allergies. I don't know about you, but I could listen to Dr. Sunog answer food allergy questions all day long. Actually, I do get to do that a lot. We've been working on our brand new digital program called Eat the Eight for just about a year at this point. We've done a ton of food allergy Q&A in the past. And whenever I have Dr. Sunog on the podcast, to answer your questions about food allergy, I always get so many great responses and messages from you. I personally just love his food first approach because I know that not a lot of our pediatricians are as always up to speed as they should be. I mean, there's a lot to do when you're a pediatrician, granted. And, you know, more than 90% of physicians in this country have never taken a dedicated nutrition class. So a lot of times the feeding advice that they're giving might not only be outdated, it could also be dead wrong based on new research. So It's nice to have Dr. Sunog as a resource because this whole using food to prevent food allergy stuff is all he does. So if you do like that Q&A style with me and Dr. Sunog, our new program, Eat the Eight, has a live component where we answer individual questions each week inside of the group setting. If you want to check out our program called Eat the Eight, it has all of the information on how to safely select and prepare and offer your baby the big eight allergenic foods plus sesame, along with a ton of video instruction, research overview, and lots of recipes for each of the different ages and stages of feeding. So even if you feel like you're getting a late start to switching from purees maybe or starting solid foods or you started but you haven't done these allergenic foods, the guide for you on how to get your baby up to speed with foods to prevent food allergy is all inside the Eat the Eight program. So go to foodallergyclass.com if you want to check it out. Enrollment is only open for just a short period of time. More, gonna be shutting down the doors soon in order to turn our attention to this amazing group of parents and caregivers we have already signed up to start using food to prevent food allergy. So if you guys think you could still use additional info on how to safely feed your baby these allergenic foods, come check out our Eat the Eight program at foodallergyclass.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.